to Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again. It is Friday, February 2nd, and this is episode 5 of the Two Sweet Podcast. Yes, we have some hot takes today. Hot take subjects. Is AJ Styles and Nakamura the greatest WrestleMania dream match since The Rock and Hogan? We're going to be talking about JB Jeremy Borat signing with WWE. What does that mean for the Woken gimmick? Talking about Ronda Rousey. Everything, every single debate you've heard about Ronda Rousey, I'm going to break it down. We're also going to talk about if John Cena buried Finn Balor. I told you it was Hot Take Friday. And last, we're going to talk about Austin Aries. He's the new Impact Heavyweight Champion. We're going to talk about that segment, that promo, and what it means going forward. But first gonna do some house cleaning right here today we're only on Podomatic the whole podcast is only on Podomatic today so give you a take a listen at that and it's very easy you can, like I said last week you can either use the Podomatic player or you can download it with me being a single man podcast it doesn't take as long my podcasts only go 30 minutes 30 something minutes at the most so I'm going to be talking about many things today. I'm also talking about the Super Bowl today. Football. Wrestling. Somebody better tell The Rock that I'm the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. Because I'm talking about it all today. Feel free to go to my Public store. I have a King of Strong Style t-shirt. Queen of Strong Style t-shirt. And I'll be listing that link down below. Feel free to subscribe to my YouTube page. I post videos from time to time and a singular videos not the podcast on YouTube from time to time as well and also if you're on Twitter you can follow me at OMGCoreyB and at Too Sweet Pie. so let's get right on into this you know normally I have I have an idea of what I'm going to leave with first way before Friday comes but with all of these topics Look, I switched the my lead topic three to four times this week before I started started recording this, which is crazy. So, first off, we're gonna start with the big one. Is AJ Styles and Nakamura the greatest dream match since The Rock and Hollywood Hogan at WrestleMania 8? WrestleMania 18, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that was WrestleMania 18. Now, I went back through all of the WrestleManias and all of the matches, and I've come up with what I consider dream matches at those WrestleManias and first first time matches. For, for, the, for this to qualify, it has to be a first time match in WWE. Now, Styles of Nakamura is not a first time match, but it happened in New Japan. It's first time match in WWE. So, the obvious answer you would think would be John Cena and The Rock. Well, I docked off John Cena and The Rock because looking at that, John Cena and The Rock was supposed to take place at the WrestleMania prior to the one that it actually took place. That year when The Miz faced off with John Cena, that was the year I wanted to see The Rock and Cena. And by the time they got to by the time that they got to the actual match, kind of lost some lust. The build-up was pretty decent, got pretty personal, but 
the match wasn't all that great, and I had lost luster. So obviously, look, I'm looking at the quality of the match, and I'm looking at the anticipation going in. So next up we have, we're going to start right at that, right at that WrestleMania 18 2002 pay-per-view. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. That's what I would consider a dream match. But however, I'm going to get an edge to Nakamura and Styles there because the anticipation heading into this match is bigger. The stakes are higher for this match. Now, I'm going to get through these matches and there is one that made me stop in my tracks. But next up, we have Lesnar and Angle. I'm going to get an edge to Nakamura and Styles there. Lesnar, Lesnar was not at a point yet, in my opinion, to where he could be considered a dream opponent. Lesnar and Angle was really what I would consider a great match to look forward to. Not really a dream match. Next up, I would consider Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. But since I'm looking at the quality of the match, look, that's out of here. Lesnar and Goldberg, that was a, quite the confrontation that you wanted to see. And you finally got it with Steve Austin in the ring and then the match just sucked. So I'm gonna get a style of Styles and knock the edge, excuse me, to Styles and Nakamura. There, I'm more anticipated about this match, more at stake, and I think the match is gonna just blow the roof off. Right, next up, I got Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. This is a dream match of all dream matches, but Ric Flair it was not quite the Ric Flair that we had known. Before the, the style and profile of Ric Flair. He's way past it by this time. So I give the edge to Styles and Nakamura there. But the one match that made me stop in my tracks was Shawn Michaels against Kurt Angle. Now, that is a dream match. And that match lived up to the billing. Like everything we thought that match was going to be, it was. And it rocked the house. I can't remember that pay-per-view, but yeah, that, that had to be the best. That, that was the best match. That was the, the best match. Now, looking at Styles and Nakamura, I think on the hair of my chinny chin chin, I barely give the edge to Styles and Nakamura here. I don't know if they can, we'll see if they can meet that quality in the ring. I'm sure they can. This is two outstanding workers. But Looking at it, it's more at stake in my opinion. The heavyweight title is on the line. Heavyweight title was not on the line for Angle and Sean. If you want to say that Angle and Sean Michaels is a bigger dream match, then I wouldn't give you too much flack for it. But I'm going with Styles and Nakamura. And I'm going to talk about this match, Styles and Nakamura. It is a dream match. It started in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And ever since Nakamura got to WWE, that's the first thing we've been talking about. It's Nakamura versus AJ Styles. They need to make it happen. I want to see it, get it done. And we're finally here. Nakamura got a huge Royal Rumble win. And look, I got to say, that Royal Rumble match, that, it, it hasn't. there hasn't been too many recent years where I've looked at a Royal Rumble match and I said, and I've said, man, that was great by the end of it. And man, the person that needed to win won the match. That was one of the better rumbles in years. I got to say, that's no hyperbole. One of the better rumbles in years. They did a fantastic job with it. But keeping on AJ Styles and Nakamura, I expect this match to be a classic. 
And I'm at the point to where I'm waiting for the we, we just got kicked off, so I'm cool with it. But I'm waiting for the to waiting for the build in the field to get personal. Like I'm waiting for Styles to get angry and upset that Nakamura is coming after his title. Nakamura has already said, I'm gonna beat you at WrestleMania. I like that last week on SmackDown. And this is gonna get personal, and that's when it's gonna get good. And leading up into the road to WrestleMania, the driveway that we're on, on the fast lane of WrestleMania, whatever you want to say, I'm very excited about this matchup. I cannot wait. It should be the main event. Look, looking at this match, I made a vow, personal vow, that if WWE gave me Styles and Nakamura, I wouldn't complain about anything else on the, on the WrestleMania card. So, they've given me Styles and Nakamura, so I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta be a man of my word, and they can have Roman Brock, whatever they wanna do, whatever match they wanna set up, Triple H wanna come in and get his part-time match like he always wants to. I guess I can't complain this year, because I'm getting what I want, and Styles is not in Nakamura, it's what I wanted, we're gonna get it, it should main event, I want a live band for Nakamura, Oh, you get the, either the, either the live, live band or the violin player. I forget his name. He's very talented. Uh, came in with Nakamura and NXT. Get him there. We better have something special for Nakamura's interest. That's all I got to say. So moving on. We're going to go to Jeremy Borash signing with WWE. Look, I thought woke up whatever day it was I'm scrolling through Twitter and I thought it was one of those fake uh, news story, fake news. That was one of those fake news stories that you know, looking that's looking for a click, clickbait, and looking for a click, and you click it, and it's something else. Well, it turns out that it's true. Jeremy Borash says sign with WWE. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not mad at the guy at all. Jeremy Borash has been awesome for Impact Wrestling, just day a day oneer. Uh, pretty much thought that he would be a lifer, but. Been there for an extremely long time, wearing a lot of hats, doing a lot of things, and I gotta say it was a surprising move, but you know people move on, and Jim Borat seems to be a good guy. I don't know him personally, but you, you see everybody that talks about him, they talk about him in a positive manner, in a great light, so I wish him well, and I hope he goes on to do some good things that we were talking about uh, in the report that I've seen. We're saying he might have some things to do with NXT, might have some commentary jobs here and there. We'll see what happens. But what everybody is talking about, everybody went right to, well, can he save the Woken gimmick? And it's pretty funny. And I see all these people talking about Jeremy Borash and what a great job he's doing and what a great job he did for the Woken gimmick, what, what he could do for the Woken gimmick. And... I was on this hill, and you can see the YouTube videos prior to, and I was talking about how Jeremy Borash had a big part in his broken gimmick, and there was this big old fight where people were talking about, oh no, it's Matt's idea only, and people on the other side were saying, well, Jeremy Borash had a lot to do with that, and now all of a sudden, everybody agrees that Jeremy Borash had a lot to do with this, that's pretty funny, but can Jeremy Borash save the Woken gimmick? Look at the operative word, save. My opinion is no. He cannot save it. Now, 
and I'm gonna tell you why, but with Jeremy Borrell coming in, there's gonna be some nice splashes, I suppose. He's gonna work with Matt, and he's gonna, I would imagine that they'd ask him for some details here and there, and he'll be able to pull off some good things, but at the end of the day, WWE is not gonna make Matt Hardy a priority, or that gimmick a priority. TNA, the Impact Wrestling, now made that a priority, and it was a huge thing. They put a lot of, they put a lot of push behind that, and that's why it got over as much as it did. Matt Hardy right now is stuck in this feud with Bray Wyatt, and just nobody cares at the moment because they've blown it. I don't think JB can come in and just save. Uh, Matt Hardy when when you know that JB is not gonna get creative control over the gimmick with Matt Hardy like it was in TNA it's not gonna happen you know the Vince McMahon gets the last say in WWE they're gonna put their own spin on it some way somehow and at the end of the day I just do not think that German Boris will be able to save it but I do wish him the best in WWE I hope he does some great things so moving on, look, I could have did the entire podcast probably on this subject because I got so many notes written down and I'm just looking at them now and it's just going to be a long journey. But Ronda Rousey, we're just going to call this the Ronda Rousey debate because there's just so many things. I can't even put a title topic on it. So Ronda Rousey debuted at the Royal Rumble came out and pointed awkwardly at things pointed at signs even had the Wendy's Twitter account clowning the uh, whole action whole thing the whole segment but that's beside the point but there was a lot of debate afterwards about did she steal a moment from Oscar and my opinion right from the get go Right when I seen her walking down the aisle, I was like, well, they got to have Ronda Rousey come in, steal Oscar's moment, and, uh, and come in and do her deal. Well, there's some people on the other side of the coin that's saying that well, Ronda Rousey had to make a big debut. So the Royal Rumble was a big chance to make a big debut. And you know what? In some instant, in this instance, it's a rare instance in wrestling where everybody's right. Ronda Rousey did have to make a big, a big debut. The Royal Rumble was, I mean, it's only the second biggest review WWE has. So that's about as big as it, as it gets. However, what I don't like is that Oscar was having a moment. She was about to choose who she was going to wrestle. It was this big deal. Like Nakamura had his big deal moment after the Royal Rumble. Seemed like Oscar was heading to that, and then everything after that turned to Ronda Rousey. So, that's my opinion on that. Now, I see a lot of wrestling fans, and I see a lot of people criticizing wrestling fans for this. I see a lot of wrestling fans saying that they don't want Ronda Rousey here. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't want her here, because... Look, it's okay with me. It's cool with me that she's in the division. But there's a lot of people saying that she's coming over from UFC and then she's coming straight in and we don't know much about her wrestling and she's just getting pushed right up to the top. And I don't, you know, I don't like that. And 
people are criticizing wrestling fans because they're saying that you know Ronda Rousey is a big draw and that look at what she did in UFC she could do that in WWE and I understand both sides however people should not criticize wrestling fans I get where wrestling fans are coming from when they say that they don't want her just pushed up to the top like that and you can't put that off on wrestling fans because guess what UFC fans did the same thing with Brock Lesnar now I seem to remember when Brock Lesnar first signed with UFC it was this big ruckus about the wrestling dude coming in in, in to, to mix martial arts they don't want the wrestling dude there and all of this and that and the other to which by the way not that I've been a ever been a fan of Brock but I was rooting for him when he first debuted at UFC. This is the wrestling guy. That was our guy going there. I wanted him to do his best, but there were a lot of UFC fans that didn't accept him and were like, look, no, we like our guys and we don't want him storming in here, taking up everything from everybody else. So you can't blame wrestling fans when they say we don't want Ronda Rousey here taking up all the spots from all of these different women. I don't blame him. I don't blame him there. However, I accept Ronda Rousey being there. Moving on, we got the casual fans debate. Now, there's a lot of people saying Ronda Rousey is here. You gotta un- and that you gotta understand that Ronda Rousey is gonna bring back the casual fans. And casual fans, if they come back and see Rousey, they're gonna come back and see wrestling. And I appreciate the optimism in that, but you got to look back. I'm going to take a step back here. Let's go back to when Ronda Rousey was in the UFC. When it was was Ronda Rousey in the UFC, I'm a casual watcher of UFC because, you know, violent sport. I, I like to see somebody get knocked out every now and again. You know, in UFC, get submitted. But hey, that's what it is. But Ronda Rousey was there. She was this phenomenon. But it's crazy because Ronda Rousey was the thing that got over. Not UFC's women's division. Ronda Rousey got over. She was the big thing. I can only name you two Ronda Rousey opponents. And you know why I can name them? Because they beat Ronda Rousey. That's Holly Holm and Amanda uh, Nunes. I I don't even remember who were the other opponents for Ronda Rousey. Uh, The only reason I know of Misha Tate is because they really hated each other. Look, and you got to understand that that was at Ronda Rousey's height at what she does in UFC. Everybody was only talking about Ronda Rousey. They weren't talking about the division. And coming to WWE, you got to understand that that's what it's going to be. Ronda Rousey is going to get the notoriety, not the other uh, women, because people still look at wrestling like wrestling. That, that fake thing that y'all watch. The fake thing that we watch. So Ronda Rousey, even I was looking at the sports center coverage uh, after Royal Rumble. They had the interview with Ronda Rousey. And it was all about how Ronda Rousey debuted. I didn't see nobody saying anything about the Women's Royal Rumble or how Oscar won the Women's Royal Rumble. That didn't get press coverage, national coverage. 
Ronda Rousey got national coverage everywhere, and it was about Ronda Rousey and what she can do in the WWE. And unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. I don't mean to be a pessimist because I want the best for wrestling. Sure, I want to live in a time where wrestling gets back on top as king over NFL, over UFC, over anything, but I don't think it's going to happen. Because look, I came into I came to a point with this casual fans thing when The Rock came back. That was what I said as well. When The Rock was wrestling again, I was like, okay, cool, The Rock gonna bring back the casual fans. You know, because my thinking was, it was The Rock. Everybody know who The Rock is, remembers The Rock. And not only that, he's the biggest movie star in all of all of the movies. He's not the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. That would be me. <laughs> Somebody tell him that. But I thought The Rock was going to bring everybody back. But at the end of the day, he didn't do it. He couldn't do it because... People still looked at wrestling as that wrestling thing, that fake thing that people watch. So I came to the realization that if The Rock couldn't bring people back, then it can't be done. And I look at Ronda Rousey and I wish the best for her, but I don't really think she's, that she can bring casual fans in long term. Looking forward though, I think WWE's kind of backed themselves into a corner. Because when we look at the possible matches for Ronda Rousey, obviously the title is on the board. Uh, obviously, you have to put her in the title match. Because why else is she coming down that to interrupt Asuka and your two heavyweight champions? You can't do all of this only to put her in the match. Uh, I remember last year it was rumored that we could see Ronda Rousey and The Rock and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in a tag team match at one Mania one year. You gotta have her come in and do that because what's the point? That she interrupted both champions. Now you have to force her into a title match. It's kind of like I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to Roman Reigns because at least Roman Reigns had some kind of wrestling experience prior to coming here well plenty of wrestling experience prior to getting pushed there i didn't i never thought he should have been pushed there at the top but at least he had some wrestling experience it seems like ronda rousey is gonna come straight in here maybe she'll get a match in but the only thing for you to do is shove her into the title matchup i don't think you can do anything else so they're kind of back themselves into a corner right there and also lastly but not least I saw earlier this week that uh, Nikki Bella criticized Ronda Rousey and that started a whole movement of ladies criticizing Ronda Rousey and they were talking about how the women were getting looked over and I got excited when it, when I saw I first saw that first tweet from Nikki Bella I was like oh, okay yeah that's what I'm talking about but I saw everybody else commenting and I was like uh, this isn't work nobody really mad so I I, they should have just let if they'd had it just let Nikki Bella do it and that's it they'd have hooked me they would have got me but once everybody else started coming in and I was like oh, oh well nobody really feels that way but man I, I need a breath after all of that but looking at Ronda Rousey I wish her the best as for her Royal Rumble appearance I really say the underrated most 
the, the best thing about it was Oscar slapping her hand away. When Oscar slapped her hand away, I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Oscar. And uh, I liked it. I liked that. I wish Ronda Rousey the best. We'll see what happens. But moving on to another subject. Whew. That was a lot of time on that Ronda Rousey subject. I need a breather. But moving on. Did John Cena bury Finn Balor on Monday Night Raw? So, Finn Balor was the Iron Man in the Royal Rumble. I think he went 58 minutes, somewhere around that time. Had a fantastic showing. I said at the end of the match, all right, he got his momentum back, man. Now he's back. You know, they've been screwing around with him. And... You know, it took it take like I said, these Royal Rumble matches, sometimes you can get back your momentum by having such a great performance. That's why I wanted Nakamura to win, because he he has that big Royal Rumble win. He gets back his momentum that he lost so much. And even in defeat, Finn Balor got back his momentum with the performance that he put on. So I'm excited about that. And then you, you get you get to Raw. And they have Finn Balor and John Cena. First time match. You guys know how much I hate this. A first time dream match being thrown away and being used as a vehicle to build to the elimination chamber. I hate that. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But we get to the match and the match was a letdown. John Cena got all mad and whatnot with the fans because they was giving him go away heat because they wanted Finn Balor to win. I mean, John Cena would body slam Finn Balor, do whatever to Finn Balor, the fans would boo him. John Cena would be like, you know, I'm just trying to get to Royal Rumble. And after after the match, John Cena admitted as much. He told him that you guys got to me tonight. And John Cena, about people let the fans get to him, it really hurt the match. I lost interest in the match. And then what really made me lose interest was John Cena throwing up the two sweet sign and Giving the attitude adjustment to Finn Balor for the one, two, three, clean in the middle of the ring. And to the question, did John Cena bury Finn Balor? He didn't bury him at all, but boy, he sure didn't give do him any favors. Look, Finn Balor, within the span of 24 hours, he, he just kind of lost his momentum. It wasn't a burial of Finn Balor. But he he needed to win that match because he was on a roll, or at least needed to look good and lose unclean. At least give him that. So now we're back to Finn Balor being where he was, and I can only imagine that I'm looking around for opponents, and I guess it goes to the Miz. I guess we get that feud started off. That's what a feud. Finn Balor should have took taken the Intercontinental Championship off the Miz in the first place. That was my opinion from the start, but maybe that goes on. We'll, who knows? We'll see. But that's my thoughts on that. Lastly, moving on, we're gonna get into Austin Aries, the greatest man who ever lived. He made his re-debut on Impact Wrestling in the first set of tapings, and Austin Aries came out. I gotta admit that. Theme music was pretty good, but 
I, I really like his old theme music. His old TNA theme music. That's what I was expecting to hear. I was a little let down by that, but it's all good because whatever they got in place of it sounded pretty good. Pretty darn good. But Austin Aries and Eli Drake had a really good back and forth promo. These are two really good talkers. So I knew when Austin Aries got in the ring, I knew he was going to get some good stuff. And they were going back and forth, and after a while, I, just, I had to put my phone down and, and pay attention, sit up, look at what's going on. So Austin Aries challenges Eli Drake had a brain freeze right there to a title match. Eli Drake eventually takes the challenge. They have a short two, three minute match. Austin Aries wins and he is your new Impact Heavyweight Champion. So, normally, I'd have a problem with this. Uh, if, 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 if I'm making a decision, I would much rather them have a feud to lead up to a title change for Aries, but I think they're going to have a feud anyways after this, we'll see. But I don't have a problem here with Austin Aries getting the win. What I do have problems with is former WWE guys just coming in and winning on the first night. Now, Austin Aries is a former TNA guy way more than he's a former WWE guy. He's had accomplishments, many accomplishments in TNA. So that's why I don't have a problem here. And that's why I'm very interested. TNA has a title on Austin Aries. He's done some great things for them in the past. The option C. Not many people remember that, but all of y'all who know about that option C, that was a huge moment. Huge, huge, huge moment. I didn't think they put the title on Aries and they put it on him. I was shocked. And it was a great moment. But I'm looking forward to, as it pertains to Austin Aries, and as it pertains to Impact Wrestling last night, they had a really solid uh, set of tapings last night that I enjoyed, that I enjoyed it for the most part. I'm looking forward to what's next, what we're heading for, who, where this Austin Aries title reign is going to go. I can only imagine that, you know, maybe we get... Aries and Drake again. I like to see that rematch again. Maybe we get a feud out of that. Maybe that gets built up. I like to see that, but I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited to see where Impact Wrestling goes. You have your you, you have your haters. You're always gonna have your haters, but I enjoy it. I don't pay attention to the haters. I'm looking forward to see where they go, and it'll be interesting. It's also Aries reign will be interesting indeed, ladies and gentlemen. The Super Bowl. I was about to forget to talk about that, but I'm not now. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the New England Patriots. We have Tom Brady and the crew with versus Nick Foles and the crew. Nick Foles made it into the Super Bowl. How about that? But after my prediction, look. If one thing is proven about beating the Patriots and Tom Brady in the playoffs, is that you got to get pressure up, up the middle on Tom Brady and. The Philadelphia Eagles pass, excuse me, the Philadelphia Eagles defense has a fantastic, they have a fantastic front seven, led by Fletcher Cox, and they can get up in Tom Brady's face, they can pressure him, they can make things real uncomfortable for him. Tom Brady is the ultimate achiever here, he can always make the adjustments, much, much like Drew Brees, but in the end, I like what the Philadelphia Eagles do on offense. They like to pound it on you, do that run pass option, and they really like to use their running backs. They have a surplus running backs, Ajayi, 
uh, Corey Clement, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, Sorpus Supreme Backs, and in the end, I'm gonna go with the soccer here. I take Friday. I take Friday. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the end of the Patriots dynasty. I take Friday. This is it. I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't even really think it's gonna go down to the wire. It's gonna be one of those deals where it's not a blowout, but Philadelphia will be comfortably ahead. Maybe they'll win by they'll have a seven-point lead. And maybe kick a field goal towards the end of the game to where they'll be up by 10 points. And the Patriots cannot, won't be able to come back with one score. And the Philadelphia Eagles will go on to win. Final score. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go 28-21 Eagles. 28-21 Eagles in... Nick Foles, backup quarterback Nick Foles, one of the most unlikeliest quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl, will win a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson will be a Super Bowl champion for the first time, and the Eagles will fly, Eagles fly, and Philadelphia will go crazy with it. So that's officially it for this podcast. Hit me up on Twitter. YouTube, subscribe to YouTube, all of that good stuff. Check me out. And as always, stay tight. And also, my flashback, flashback Friday moment of the week. CM Punk, Vince McMahon, contract signing. Check that out. I just checked it out. It was hilarious. CM Punk was hilarious. Check it out. So that's it for this Too Sweet Podcast. I will catch you next week.